Hello and welcome to the journey through healing. My name is Sophia and today we're going to dive into our very first topic which is change. So I wanted to start off by talking about change just because it was such a big lesson for me and it opened so many doors for me to actually grow as a person just understanding the fact that things change and it seems like such an obvious lesson but we resist it all the time. I wouldn't say I'm as afraid of it as I used to be a few years ago, but I definitely am still afraid of the uncertainty that comes with everyday life. We have to understand that change is inevitable. It literally happens every single second, whether it's some sort of butterfly effect or if it's a huge traumatic event that's so super sudden we did not see it coming, or if it's like such a small event that maybe it affects us, maybe it doesn't really affect us. Every single second, things change. We all have our reasons for resisting change, whether it's a good change or if it's a bad change. We actually don't even know because the outcomes could open other doors that we didn't even know were possible and have yet to be discovered. But we resist it all the time. We are limited to the perspective we have in this present moment and from our past experiences and that's what holds us back from accepting change because we just think about, oh, this didn't go well once, I'm not going to do this again, now I'm going to be more cautious. Or maybe, hey, this worked once, it can work again, which is true, but our circumstances change and our environments change that what once was true may not be true anymore in the future. And of course, I wish I understood that when I was growing up because I resisted change as much as I could. And I'm saying like every single thing. Like I was so afraid of getting a new haircut. I didn't want to cut off like an inch of my hair because I was so afraid of, oh my gosh, if this looks bad, what am I gonna do? People are gonna not like me. I'm gonna have bad luck, this and that. I was so afraid of it and I did that with everything. I was afraid to change my personality. I had to make sure I liked the same song. For years I said this one song is my favorite song because I was so afraid of the uncertainty that came with changing. I said I like the same sports, which was true at the time, so I can't really say that was a lie, but I refused to like anything that I used to hate, and I used to resist hating anything that I used to like. I would compare myself constantly to my past self, and there was someone in my life who made me feel like that. They would always say, why why don't you laugh as much as you used to? Why don't you smile as much as you used to? You used to like this. You don't like it anymore. What happened to you? What's wrong with you? Constantly, every single day, I would hear this. And I think that is probably a childhood trauma that really um, made me resist change, especially. But just hearing someone constantly compare you to who you were at a certain time is very frustrating. I used to take that to heart because it was someone that I really trusted. And I would ask them like, am I doing this well? Am I better? Am I getting better? Am I the same? And I used to get these compliments and my friends would say when we were younger, they would say, oh, you just never change. You're so like, you're so great. Like you're just, you always stay the same. And I used to take that as a compliment and I'm like, yes, I did it. I am never gonna change. I will never let an adult change me who I am. I'll never let society change who I am. I resisted it all the time. <laughs> 
and it got to the point where it just made no sense because personalities are never meant to stay the same. We are never the same person that we were when we were 10 years old. Do you still want to be liking One Direction and the Jonas Brothers? I don't think so. <laughs> it makes no sense. And personalities, they're such a... It's such a superficial thing as well because our inner selves is what stays the same. Our childlike self when we were like two years old, four years old, that's our true self and that's what we need to reconnect with and discover. Personalities, they're kind of what we show to the world and how we want others to perceive us and sometimes we fill it up with these interests that we have, the music that we like, and we say this is who we are. And it's not. And personalities are something that people will categorize you with. If you like this, this, and this, they will say, okay, then you must be this. We all get categorized because it helps our minds understand others, which is a very super way, superficial way of understanding others, but it's what we do naturally. That's what happens. I used to resist any sort of growth and any sort of movement. I was so stagnant for so long and it didn't hit me until I was about 16 that I realized this was such an issue. I just refused growth. But why do we not want to move forward? Why are we so afraid of changing? Why do we see it as such a bad thing? And I think the reason is, well there's two reasons that are kind of related to each other. One, we're afraid. We are so afraid of uncertainty because here's the second reason, we are so afraid of losing control. We want to control everything. We, if you're like me, you like to micromanage every single little thing and you take it to heart when something goes wrong and you blame yourself for everything because you really feel like you control everything. And that's what it is. It's a fear of control. When we resist change, it is a fear of control. I actually wrote a lyric a few years ago when this was more prominent in my life. I wrote, resistance keeps us confined, making the future harder to find. And it's so true. We resist the things that, that are literally unavoidable and we don't want to adapt to it. We don't want to change and that just makes moving forward so much harder and growing as a person. Whether we advance our growth because we're actively taking steps forward to do so or whether we sit back and let it happen on its own, it'll happen more slowly but it'll always happen. We are always meant to change and resisting that simple fact just it takes away so much of our freedom. We might not even know who we are. We might be more, we might become people pleasers where we're just adapting to what people categorize us as. It's just, it's such a hard way to live for no reason, just because of fear. But we need to overcome that fear in order to grow. I think based off of the current events of the past year, obviously the pandemic, I think one of the biggest things is people have trouble adapting and people make plans that they want to see succeed. Of course, that's why we make plans, that's why we have goals, that's why we, you know, we might use some type of trans-theoretical model to try and, you know, make a behavior change and try and, you know, move forward and become successful, whatever that means. We have to understand that whatever plan we make, that's great. It's great that we have a goal in mind. Um, we can't be too optimistic with it because then it can't, it'll, might be unrealistic. But it's amazing to have some sort of, you know, short-term plan, even a long-term plan, but never expect it to work out exactly the way you want it to. Plans are, they're just meant to change. That's just how it works. And, and that was another thing that I just could not accept. <laughs> 
I thought even the easiest things were I would try and make an appointment at physio and then I would get uh, a call saying oh sorry we can't book you for today something came up can you come another day something so simple like that it it would really irritate me but not irritate me in a mad way it just made me super fearful and like I felt so I felt so powerless and just we have to understand that we can't control everything and there's external factors that will cause change as well. And that was something that I could not control and it happens every day. The weather, we can't control that. If there's a snowstorm but we need to go write an exam and we can't make it, that's not our fault. But of course we get upset about it and we resist that change and we say, well, what am I going to do now? Feel defeated and just get upset about it, some of us might try to adapt to it. There's so many ways to adapt and I think we see it all the time. There's people protesting, oh no more lockdowns, but we need to adapt and you can tell who is adapting and who's not adapting. I'm trying to point anyone out, I'm not saying that they're bad people, nothing like that. It's just clearly they're just resisting the change that needs to happen. They're not accepting the fact that yes, life is going to change drastically and that was a drastic change. Now it's time to adapt to that. What can you do to make the best of it? What can you do to keep moving forward? It's just you need to create plans knowing that they will change. So never make concrete plans, but then also don't let that defeat you as well. It's just a little, it just, it's, it makes it a little spicy, you know, it makes it a little, um, a little more challenging to achieve what you want to achieve. And if, I mean, if everything was easy to achieve, would it even feel worth doing it in the first place? Would it, you really feel proud of yourself or just proud of being able to achieve something if there was no challenge, if there was no resistance. I don't think so. Maybe a little, but it's more rewarding when there is a tiny bit of a struggle. Of course, something that can inhibit you like greatly and make you just completely quit is obviously not the best thing. But having those little struggles is what helps us adapt and we need to practice that with everyday things. We might make calendar plans of okay, this month we're doing this, this week we're doing this. But sometimes if we put too much expectation and pressure on ourselves and things don't get done, we feel defeated. I know I feel defeated every single day because I say, okay, today I'm gonna do this, 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 and this. And maybe I'll do eight out of 10 of those things. But those two things I didn't do, I get upset with myself and I say, oh my gosh, like I'm so worthless. <laughs> um, I just, I get so upset. There's no need because we need to, first of all, appreciate the little things we do every single day. If we do one thing on our bucket list, we need to be proud of ourselves. We need to, you know, love ourselves, like be grateful for that we were able to do that one thing today. And sometimes it's better to have less things to do just because first of all, you don't put expectation on yourself, but then also you actually get to focus so much more on that instead of maybe sometimes you're doing your chores and say, oh my gosh, I need to go do some homework. You're not being present in the chore that you're doing because you're so worried about moving forward and getting things done instead of enjoying journey and the process of actually getting there. So how do we combat this fear of change and this resistance that we build up maybe within ourselves, maybe with others, maybe with the world, maybe with the divine? How do we move forward with this? The first step is acceptance. Now acceptance can be misunderstood. It doesn't mean you ignore, you don't dismiss, you don't repress or suppress, you don't do any of that. Acceptance is saying, okay, I am going to accept that this is how the reality is and now I'm going to adapt to that. I'm going to make 
make that change and I'm going to make it through this somehow. I just need to change my plans a little bit. I actually have a quote here for you. This is a quote by Michael J. Fox. Someone said to me once, happiness grows in direct proportion to your acceptance and inverse proportion to your expectations. So this is what I was kind of talking about before. When we put expectations on ourselves and we say, this has to be done, we need to do this, we base those expectations on our self-worth and we say that we are worthy, we are good enough if we are able to do this. And we don't even take into account the fact that things will change and it's not going to work out exactly how we want it to. And if it does, that's something to be super grateful for because it's very rare. <laughs> Happiness grows in direct proportion to your acceptance. It's accepting your circumstances where you feel empowered. You feel like, yes, okay, here's a little roadblock. I can overcome this because I am ready to adapt and I don't fear the fact that maybe even my adapted plans might not work. We need to keep moving forward. We need to just keep going. Acceptance is facing that issue instead of ignoring it or suppressing it like I was saying before. It's about being afraid and that's okay and you maybe can even use that as a fuel to make yourself proud and say I was so scared but I still was able to accomplish this task some way somehow and that is something to be very proud of. If we are able to teach ourselves how to resist change and how to be afraid of it, we can do the exact opposite too. We can teach ourselves how to accept it, how to maybe even love it, <laughs> maybe treat it as a little child you have to take care of and trying to overcome it. It's all starting from within. Accepting change, it's not something that I'm saying is easy and we get very frustrated, we get very irritated when we work so hard things are just not working out but we need to realize that we can't believe that bad things happen to us or that they're not fair because you have to remember that we have no idea what path this will lead us on what paths still need to be discovered we don't know what kind of doors might open because of the struggle that we had to go through to get there. And remember, change could be good or bad. We have no idea, really, if it will be good or bad because we obviously don't know the future. You never know. A lot of times, something that seems so horrible and so bad, it could be such a great gift, but it's just like in disguise. It's just a little hidden gift that right now, it might seem like the end of the world, but one day, it might be something something that you're grateful for because either you were able to grow from the experience or it actually led to something even better than you ever thought could happen. There's a sense of insecurity that comes with change and not being able to control everything, but there's also a sense of freedom. Imagine if it was actually up to us 100% of the time to control everything. Somebody got into a car accident and then they came to us and said, well, that was your fault. Yeah, it would be if we controlled everything, but we don't. And we need to appreciate the freedom that comes with that. And knowing that, yes, there's other people in this world, there are other environmental factors if you believe in some type of divine. There's a divine that's working out some of those details for you and releasing that burden of knowing that you don't control everything. 
And this doesn't mean to sit back and relax and let the world unfold. Like that's not gonna, it's not gonna work like that. You need to actively work with it. And that's where the ultimate growth occurs. We have the ability every single day to do activities or therapy that can rewire our unhealthy habits that we instill into our brain through competitive wiring. Our brains might be so heightened on the depressed or anxious part that it's so active and we instill that through patterns and triggers that we have but we can also have the power to combat that to activate the calm parts of our brain as well if we were able to create the or activate the depressed or anxious parts of our brain that make us fear things and inhibit us from growth we are able to activate the calm parts of our brain too and we can do this through mindfulness because it allows us to be present to be self-aware and to accept us for who we are and never trying to change it mindfulness is not something that's supposed to make you happy or it's supposed to make you some type of person who's got it all figured out that's not what it's for it's for being present with whatever emotions you have whether that's fear or happiness good bad whatever you want to call it, being present with those emotions and just accepting them and you know loving yourself and taking care of yourself and saying hey I don't feel too great today but that's okay because I'm going to work with it I'm going to try and understand it I'm gonna try and discover my shadow self here mindfulness has been proven to lessen your gray matter in depression or PTSD around the left hippocampus which is the part of your brain that regulates emotions. More, there's more stress reduction which leads to a smaller amygdala which is responsible for, for your flight or fight response. And remember our bodies are actually probably our greatest teachers as well. If you look at neuroplasticity, um, sorry to get a little sciencey here, <laughs> I took a psychology elective last semester and we learned a bit about this and I just thought it was so interesting because it really teaches a lot to us and proves to ourselves that like we can rewire our brain. So when our brain goes through a traumatic event, maybe like a concussion or any type of injury, our brain has the ability to change and adapt through the creation of new neural connections and then that's how our brain adapts to a traumatic event and we acquire these new skills and we store this information and we can recover from it if you want to increase your neuroplasticity you have to probably just get some more sleep keep reading learning exercising lower your stress so you can use mindfulness you want to have a purpose to motivate you on focusing on your goals and that's what I was saying about having less goals so you can actually focus on those instead of having a million and then probably not getting them all done and then getting disappointed in yourself. Keep traveling and I know right now we can't really travel but you know going to new places have you ever been to maybe some recreational park near your home or maybe there's a spot in your backyard that you don't really sit in or stand in why don't you try and discover that area. Learning a new instrument, um, dancing, doing art and I think my favorite exercise that I do once in a while is using your non-dominant hand. It's so like I don't know it's so funny and it feels so strange but practice maybe just for like a few minutes or maybe a certain activity try using your non-dominant hand it actually it you, you get to embrace the clumsiness that comes with that and you get to um, kind of it's like a child self activity where you try and discover your inner child as well and 
just trying something new for the first time. And it's not as daunting because it's not completely a new task, you've done it before, but now you're using your hand, the other hand that isn't used to doing it. So the reflection question for today is, what do you fear losing the most? How does your biggest fear influence your decisions, habits, outlooks and relationships. You can either reflect on this just thinking about it or if you want to write it down, if you want to make a song about it, if you want to paint about it. Reflect on this question today if you have trouble accepting change or if it's a specific situation you're in right now. Just reflecting on what you're so afraid of is going to help you move forward. So the activity that I'm going to give you for this topic today is we're going to do affirmations. So I can read you a list of affirmations here and you can choose your own. You can choose some of these if you need some ideas or whatever is relevant to you in this moment. Here's a few affirmations. I am learning to love you. I am here for you. I am exactly who I need to be at this present moment. It's okay to feel scared. It's okay for me to feel sad. I lovingly embrace my fears. So what you're going to do is set a timer for 5 to 10 minutes, however long you'd like to do this for. And you're going to do some mirror work. So you're going to stand in front of your mirror and just look at yourself. And this might be uncomfortable for some people. I know sometimes it's uncomfortable for me, but there's a reason for that. And you're just going to say the affirmation that you chose to yourself with sincerity. So you need to embrace it and say it over and over again. Don't say it in a monotone voice. Say it however you talk to yourself and repeat it as many times as you need. And you can say this out loud or you can say it in your head. Most importantly, make sure that you believe it on some level. If you don't believe the affirmation you're telling yourself, it's not really doing much for you. You need to, even if you feel it a tiny bit, that is amazing. You need to embrace it and you need to keep saying it throughout the day, throughout the week, however long it takes for you to ingrain it in your brain. Really believe it. And once you're done this exercise, you can record any thoughts or feelings that you had while doing this exercise. Another way to make this exercise even more powerful is using your own name. For example, like if I were to do this, I would say, I love how caring you are, Sophia, or I am here for you, Sophia. And sometimes, um, I know I am, informations are super powerful, but sometimes if we are one of those people that values other people's opinions over our own, <laughs> Um, what's helpful with that is saying it as if someone's talking to you and telling you this and we might believe it even more and once we can ingrain that perspective then we can start saying it from within and saying I am affirmations. Well that wraps up our first episode. Thank you for listening today. I really hope that these reflection questions and activities are able to help you through navigating change and I hope you have a great week.